Episode 28, The Greeks and the Roman Empire. We now know who Japhet is. Japhet and Esau are one. Esau and Japhet are one. When looking at Esau and Japhet, we must go back to the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel is known as Baal or Babylon. This is where the foundation of idol worship, idol gods was fully developed. They used wisdom of the fallen angels to build this tower up into the sky, try to reach the heavens to dethrone the Most High from his throne. And we know the story of how Yah came down and destroyed many of them, but many of them dispersed. And Jasher talked about how he dispersed the different nations that were there to different parts of the world. And he dispersed Japhet in the Northeast. And if you look at the episodes of Japhet, you'll see exactly where he dispersed them after the Tower of Babel. Now keep in mind in Jasher 7, Nimrod fights with the children of Japhet and of course he wins and he takes the children of Japhet to be his slaves. So there you see evidence of yes Japhet was there at the Tower of Babel and that's why God dispersed him to the north which was where he gave them their lot in the first place. Now in the book of Jasher 7 we also learned that there was these garments that were passed down since Adam and Eve. Y'all had given these garments to Adam and Eve to cover their nakedness and their shame after they had sinned in their garden. So now Ham the son of Noah had these garments and he gives them to Cush and Cush didn't tell his brothers nor his other sons gives these garments to Nimrod and we discussed how when he put the garments on he had so much strength and favor from the Most High and he was a great warrior and it went to his head and he got out of control. The Tower of Babel cemented a foundation of evil, darkness, idol worship, and anything and everything anti-Yah or anti-God. And Jasher 27 and Esau at the time, after the death of Abraham, frequently went into the field to hunt. And Nimrod, king of Babel, also frequently went with his mighty men to hunt in the field and to walk about with his men in the cool of the day. And Nimrod was observing Esau all the days, for jealousy was formed in his heart of Nimrod against Esau. And on a certain day, Esau went into the field to hunt, and he found Nimrod walking in the wilderness with his two men. All these mighty men and his people were with him in the wilderness, but they removed at a distance from him, and they went from him in different directions to hunt. And Esau concealed himself for Nimrod, and Esau had lurked for him in the wilderness. And Nimrod and his men that were with him did not know him, and Nimrod and his men frequently walked in the field at the cool of the day and to know where his men were hunting in the field. And Nimrod and two of his men were with him came to the place where they were when Esau started suddenly from his lurking place and drew his sword and hastened and ran to Nimrod and cut his head off. And Esau fought a desperate fight with the two men that were with Nimrod. And when they called out to him, Esau turned to them and smote them to death with his sword. All the mighty men of Nimrod who had left him to go to the wilderness heard the cry at a distance and they knew the voices of those two men and they ran to know what caused it. When they found their king and two men, they were lying dead in the wilderness. And when Esau saw the mighty men of Nimrod coming at a distance, he fled and thereby escaped. Esau took the valuable garments of Nimrod, which Nimrod's father had given to him, which Nimrod prevailed over the entire land. And he ran and concealed them in his house. And Esau took these garments and ran into the city on account of Nimrod's men. He came into his father's house, wearied, exhausted from fight. And he was ready to die through grief when he approached his brother Jacob and sat before him. He said to his brother Jacob, Behold, I shall die this day. And wherefore do I want this birthright? And Jacob acted wisely with Esau in this matter. 
And Esau sold his birthright to Jacob, for it was so brought about by Yah. And Esau's portion in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham had brought from the children of Shed for the possession of burial ground, Esau also sold to Jacob. And Jacob brought all this from his brother Esau for value given. And Jacob wrote the whole of this in a sefer, and he testified the same with witnesses, and sealed it. And the sefer remained in the hands of Jacob. 1. Esau lied to his nephews, Jacob's sons, when they tried to bury their father in the cave purchased by Abraham. Esau refused to let them bury his twin brother. 2. Esau is now in possession of the garments of Adam and Eve. Nimrod took those garments, or was given those garments, put them on, and we saw what happened to him. He became a god and ordered everyone to worship him, even building a tower to try to dethrone the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Third, now we know Esau killed Nimrod prior to him coming to Jacob, all famished and wiped out, wanting food, and that's all he wanted. He's like, listen, have my birthright. This is where he sold his birthright to his twin brother Jacob, as well as the burial sites purchased by Abraham. There's a Tower of Babel. Nations are dispersed. Japheth is in the northeast. Jacob dies. His sons try to bury him. Esau refuses them. He lies. A fight breaks out. Esau is killed. Joseph and his brothers take Zepho, the grandson of Esau, captive. Joseph dies. Zepho escapes, but hates the Israelites. He flees to Chittim because he couldn't get the African king to fight against the Israelites. Zepho becomes the king of Chittim, Greece, Rome, and the nation of Esau becomes one with Japhet. Listen closely to the kings of Greece and Rome. Amentus 1, 2, 3, and 4, in that order. Kings of Macedonia, Greece. After them, Philip II of Macedonia, the next king. He had two sons, Alexander the Great and Philip III. Alexander the Great became the next king following his father, Philip II. Alexander was a king of Macedonia, Greece, Pharaoh of Egypt, king of Persia, lord of Asia, and he was tutored by Aristotle until age 16. That's where he learned astronomy. Alexander the Great is mentioned in the book of Acts and also in 1 Maccabees. Keep in mind, Alexander the Great is from Greece. He's now Pharaoh of Egypt, King of Persia, Lord of Asia, Japhet, Esau combined, spreading themselves across the land, taking territory that's not theirs. And we find that the Greeks came in and ruled Egypt from 330 BC through 30 BC, approximately. This dude takes over an entire city in Egypt. Egypt is Ham's descendants. He takes over the city and names the city Alexandria after him. Alexandria, Egypt is because of Alexander the Great came and took over the city. Alexander dies and his general, Ptolemy Soter, takes over Alexandria and becomes the Pharaoh of Egypt. Ptolemy, born in Greece, died in Egypt. Soter, his last name means savior. He was the founder of Ptolemy dynasty. They ruled Egypt from 300 BC to 30 BC approximately. Cleopatra, she's next in line to rule. She's a member of the Ptolemy Soter dynasty. She's a Greek born in Alexandria, Egypt. Her native language was Kone Greek and was the only Ptolemaic ruler to learn the Egyptian language. The only one. Ruled there for hundreds of years. She was the only one that learned their language. She had a son with Julius Caesar. She named him Caesarion. His full name, Ptolemy X. V. Caesar. 
Cleopatra married two of her family members. Yes, two of them. And she married Mark Anthony. Her son, Ptolemy XV, or 15 Caesar, reigned with his mother, Cleopatra, as the last Ptolemy pharaoh of Egypt. They reigned until her death until she committed suicide with Mark Anthony after the Battle of Alexandria around 30 BC. Then the Romans take over Egypt. Gaius Octavius, known as Augustus, takes over as the first emperor of the Roman Empire. Born in Rome, Italy, father Julius Caesar, his adoptive father that is, he reigns as the emperor and pharaoh of Egypt after Cleopatra dies. The second Roman emperor is Tiberius, born in Rome, Italy, Augustus' stepson. Augustus is in Luke 2, 1 through 2. Tiberius is in Luke 3 and 1. They were in position at the time of Yeshua's birth. Third emperor, Gaius Julius Caesar. He was a libertine, born in Italy. Fourth emperor, Claudius. He was the first emperor born outside of Italy. He was born in France. Fifth emperor, Nero. He had his mama killed after five years into his reign. He was also born in Italy. You have the Greeks from Greece, the Romans from Rome, Chittim, running areas and countries that's not theirs. In Judea or Judah and Galilee, Julius Caesar appoints Antipater over Judea. Antipater appoints his sons, Faisal, and Herod the Great to be governors of Jerusalem and Galilee. Antipater is murdered. So Faisal and Herod the Great, along with the help of Mark Anthony, keep the power. Faisal is the governor of Jerusalem. Herod the Great, governor of Galilee. Antipater, their father, was an Edomene, an Edomite, from the lineage of Esau and Japhet, born in Rome, Italy, founder of the Heridian dynasty and served under the Greeks, Philip II and Alexander the Great. Romans are in Judea, Judah, and Galilee in the 40 BCs approximately. Herod Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, is the ruler of Galilee. In Luke 3 and 1, he's the Herod during the time of Yeshua's birth and death. His brother Philip, son of Herod the Great, ruled over Iteria, North Galilee, and Traconitus, south of Syria, southeast Damascus. Third son of Herod the Great is Herod Archelaus of Samaria, Judea, and Idumea. He comes on the scene in Matthew 2 and 22. Antipathia, Herod the Great, Faisal, Antipas, Philip, Archelaus are all from the lineage of Esau. Antipater, an Edomite, born in Rome, Italy, meaning his son and his grandsons are Romans. Esau, Japhet. One. The Romans continue their control over Judea or Judah. The list is long. First, Coponius, the first Roman governor of Judea, Marcus Ambivalus, Aeneas Rufus, Valerius Gratus, a Roman over Judea, Pontius Pilate. We see him in Luke 3 and 1 and Acts 4 and 27, the fifth governor of the Roman province of Judea, served Imperia Tiberius of Rome, ruler of Judea, born in Rome, Italy. Marcellus, Muralis, then King Agrippa or Herod Agrippa from Acts 25 and 26, the grandson of Herod the Great, Edomites, then Cuspius, Fatus, and Tiberius Julius Alexander, general in the Roman Empire, became the governor of Judea. The Romans also take over Jerusalem around 63 BC. The Roman general Pompey the Great, born in Italy, the Roman Republic, took over Jerusalem. His hero was Alexander the Great, the Greek. 
Esau and Japhet, now the Greeks and the Romans, take and rule over Egypt, Judea, Galilee, and Jerusalem. Romans were influenced by the Greeks, Philip II and Alexander the Great, to rule their own countries and conquer many other countries and take over them as their own. This is the foundation of our religions, symbols, words. The Roman Empire invaded or ruled the following countries or territories. England, Wales, Portugal, Spain, France, Italy, Austria, Switzerland, Luxembourg, Belgium, Gibraltar, Romania, Moldova, Ukraine, most or all of Europe, Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco, Egypt, Albania, Greece, Hungary, Bosnia, Slovenia, Croatia, Bulgaria, Turkey, Mediterranean Sea, Black Sea, Asia Minor, parts of Mesopotamia, Syria, Lebanon, Iraq, Jordan, Israel. After the Roman Empire, the British Empire comes in full force. They go and invade 90% of all the countries of the world. 90%. The British slave trade, also known as the transatlantic slave trade, transported millions of Israelites to British colonies in the Caribbean, North America, South America, and other countries. Please note, the Romans ruled over the Britons for approximately 400 years. So the Europeans are now invading 90% or invaded 90% of all countries of the world. Japhet and Esau have enlarged themselves over their own descendants and across continents. Let's go deeper into the Spain slave traders. Spain was known as Iberia. Iberia is Southwest Europe. In the Bible, Spain is believed to be known as Tarshish, the son of Javan. Tarshish's brother is Chittim, Greece, Rome, Japhet, Esau, or Esau, Japhet. Romans, again, invaded the Iberian Peninsula, which is now known today as Spain, in the 200 BCs approximately, and reigned over them for over 600 years. There were two Portuguese captains, they were responsible, or they said were responsible for the Spanish slave trade. And Tao Guncalves and Nuno Tristao. They're both believed to be European descent. They sold slaves from West Africa, which were the Israelites, and they sold them to Caribbean territories. It's also believed that they sold Moors. The Moors are believed to be the Moabites, and these are the descendants of Lot, Abraham's nephew. They originally lived near Judah to the west of North Israel. The Moors eventually comes in from Africa and takes over Spain in around the 700 AD. They ruled for over 800 years until the Catholic monarchs took it over. These were Roman Catholics from the Castile family traced to the County of Burgundy, to the Roman Empire, to Bassencone, France, Switzerland. Around 1441 is when the Spanish slave trade began. 1492 is when the Catholic monarchs went and took over Spain from the Moors. In the same year, 1492, Roman Catholics, the Castile family, sponsor Christopher Columbus to ravage, steal, kill the indigenous people of Turtle Island, took this country by force and renamed it America. This Duke Christopher did not discover America. He discovered Turtle Island, a land belonging to the natives and Aztecs. The founding fathers of this new America are all traced back to Britain or were born there. The Greek Empire, the Roman Empire, the British Empire, all of the empires are from Esau and Japhet. 
They're consistent in their thievery, taking lands in countries not theirs, love to trade anything and everything, including people or black people, worship different idols and gods. Their way is the only way. Self-righteous and entitled through their different religions, hides their identity, superior to everyone. Their foundation is cemented in Baal from the Tower of Babel. When people show you who they are, believe them. Psalms 127 and 1. Except Yah builds this house, they labor in vain. If it's not built by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's not built correctly and it will not stand. It will fall. Hold on. Don't give up. A change is going to come. Seek wisdom and know who you're dealing with. Know your enemy. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar. Let truth reign. Let truth speak. And let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars. Truth reigns. Truth speaks. Truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.